2: Center first and goal
0: snap, spin fake hand up here comes for Russia goes a pass end zone. It's caught Kelsey in the back of the end zone, caught it again, number four. Travis Kelsey has got four touchdown passes tonight, and that
1: one puts the Chiefs up. 30-23 with 725 to go. And Kelsey, the first receiver to ever have four touchdown receptions on Monday night football. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's.
0: That is our savior and patron saint of fantasy points, Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. Not once, not twice, not three times, but four times. It is noon on a Tuesday and on Peacock, but it is 5 o'clock somewhere. He's Connor Rogers. She's Julie Stewart-Banks. I am Matthew Berry. Welcome to Happy Hour. Julie, oh my God.
3: That was that was a perfect game for a Monday night miracle or a nightmare, it depends on what side of the ball you're Mostly on. Mostly miracles. Miracles.
0: Mostly miracles. Good vibes here. Mm, unbelievable like you ask, you put it out of the universe. I do it every week. I've been doing it for years upon years upon years. Hashtag Monday Night Miracle. A lot of people needed big games from Kelsey or Mahomes or Devontae Adams you got or Josh Jacobs. Or Daniel Carlson. And it doesn't Daniel matter Carlson. who you needed. You got it all. Everything
3: hit, man. Look was, at this. Oh. Just a glutton of excitement out there for everyone. Holy smokes. I mean, Kelsey, we saw four touchdowns yesterday. I said I didn't want him to have more than 30 points, at least in my fantasy league. Yikes, McGee for me. He had 33 and a half points, but we saw Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey. I mean, they just keep it going. But on the other side of the ball, too, the Raiders being able to put up so many points. And with them being up 17 and nothing, I was like, all right. Well, I guess I can go to bed after this right now. No, obviously not, especially (sighs) when you're at Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are now 4-1 and at this point. And when we look at this game, we look at, Matthew, you mentioned you you ask people for what they need ahead of the game. But then last night you asked what were people's best comebacks in this game. Yes,
0: I did. Because, I mean, that that was every once in a while, every season, we get a couple of Monday Night Miracles, and so you sit here and you look at Allen, who says down by 116 going into the game with Carr, Devontae, Jacobs, Kelsey, and Daniel Carlson left. He came back and won yeah, by a point, wild. as you saw there. Guy Malik was down 90, had Kelsey Adams and Jacobs not pictured, came back to win by 1.08. John O'Rand, our friend John O'Ran from uh, Sports Business Journal. I he, he had Kelsey, I had Waller. That's Sorry, John. That's too bad. Self-goal Sorry about it. that. I hope Andrew Marshan gives you hell about it on your <laughs> sports media podcast this week. Shout out to those guys. And this is, uh, this is Pete. This is Pete from our show league. Yes, our, our this
3: producer is, right now.
0: Our producer Pete right now <laughs> tweeted tw- 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 out, yesterday my fellow producer, let's call him Stephen Deese, that's Stephen D'Agostino, <laughs> uh, wanted to show the score of our matchup on our fantasy football show. He wanted to do that, right? Not realizing that he still had Mahomes and Kelsey and down 60 points. What happened the Killer Koalas, 149 to the Jeans House Gang 146. That's what Stephen D'Agostino gets for talking trash. He dropped the nice the goal And then, oh no. Go ahead, Julie, why don't you read your own tweet?
3: Uh, <laughs> hi, Matthew Berry. Uh, need Travis Kelsey not to have 30 points to set off the fact that I benched Gabe Davis.
0: So that's what you needed to have happen. What did happen, Julie Stewart Binks?
3: <laughs> Travis Kelsey had over 30 points and had a career night, of course, because that is the Binks jinx. And I lost my league by like point sixty points. So I mean, whatever. I was going to lose it anyways because of Gabe Davis. Anyone who bench Gabe Davis this past weekend? No, you, Teens and peas. No, 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 no. This listen, is a tough listen. One.
0: I like the Jinx Binks uh, or the Binks Jinx or whatever it <laughs> is. Whatever it is. I hopefully you haven't brought it to this show. But uh, what I would say here Reverse. is I don't like. I was talking to you backstage and I said to you, like, I don't think you should beat yourself up for benching Gabe Davis. Now, of did, course did, not, did, I don't. Did, right, good, good. No, no, no. Look, now, did we talk him up last week and saying, I'm in on him? Was he on the love list? Every yes. week. Right. Since right, August. August, August. <laughs> August. But <I> was, uh, <laughs> One
3: but, week I was finally right. <laughs> okay, so I, I, I took notes on the show but because still. I'm a nerd on all that. And yeah. you were very high on Gabe Davis for this week. But ahead of that, he had been really very pedestrian. And so at yeah. what point do you pull the plug and you say, no, no more. I can't do this anymore. Okay. I have wrong to, wrong right.
0: week. Right. But, but then you put it out into the universe that I just need Kelsey not to do that. And of course, Kelsey does. I, I gotta, Keep I, going. Hang on for one second. Though. Yeah. Hang on for one second. She's <laughs> like, because I'm a nerd. Kind of want to ask you this, right? Do you You're, take
3: notes on No, no no, no, no. Hang You're on. I, I on. got
0: this, J.S.P. Let me ask you something. She says she's a nerd. Women say this all the time. She's like, Oh, I'm a nerd. And you know what that meant? Like like in high school, like you wore glasses. The like, lady like, like like no, you weren't a nerd like I was a nerd. Like you have long blonde hair, know. you're tall and thin. This is the, like, the well, handful. Like right, it, it, <laughs> right? Like I mean, yeah. like every girl that says she was a nerd had like twelve dates to the prom, right? You know not like, me over right, here. Where you were you, like unless you were like in a basement crunching fantasy numbers like I was by hand. Like then, you, like you want to. If you want to nerd out, I will nerd out with you. You are not okay. a nerd. Right. You are absolutely right. not Roll a nerd. Write down. I, don't I, I start. Will. Gabe Davis. All right. Let's. Right. Okay. Uh, right. We'll, we'll. It's nerd like out it's like all those 80s show. teen. It's like all those teen movies. Like oh, she's the nerdy girl, and then she takes off her glasses, yes. and like she's, everybody gasped. She's a smoke show. Yes. Right. Exactly. No,
3: I, yeah. Well, we're, we won't go through the history, but uh, I don't need to prove it because <laughs> I was definitely a nerd in high school, and so that's why it's transferred here to be able to take notes on the show and know that I should have. Like I like that you do this to
0: take notes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like Yes, it's, it's, yes. It's, it's, it is the, the David Gettleman. That's a good talk, Connor. Um, but That's I right. did learn
3: that I should. Right, she should have played, right? It.
0: Rogers, you're with me. She's not know It's just, all right. Thanks. Okay, yeah, all right. I was cool right, in right, high right school. Up. I yeah, guess we go. have
3: figured this out on the show. 100%. But other guys that were cool in Monday Night Football, Josh Jacobs. That was someone that you were not very hot on to start the season. <laughs> oh God!
4: Right back
0: at you, Barry. I kept
3: those receipts <laughs> on there too.
0: By the way, fair asked and answered. Hundred percent was not in Revenge of the Nerds. Right here. Um, is what's happening? you um, uh, your, um, uh, what was the guy's name? What was it ogre? What was the uh, uh, Run Range of the Nerds? Okay, Ted McGinley. Thank you. Um, you. Anyway, look, hundred uh, percent was out on Josh Jacobs. Didn't think he would get the passing game usage. Didn't think he would get the total usage. Right? I thought, McDaniel's would use much more. Kenny, we, we would see that Amir Abdullah and Zamir White would be involved, and that is not the case. Twenty-one carries. He also gets the five uh, receptions last night. Just a monster game in week five. He's the third best running back in fantasy, over 30 fantasy points. So far this year, he's the fourth best running back in fantasy. 51% of the Raiders' total offense last night came from Josh Jacobs. Averaged over 10 yards per carry. Consecutive games now with over 30 fantasy points. He's a locked-in RB1. I was 100% wrong on Josh Jacobs. Asked and answered. I've been right on Josh Jacobs. I've hated on Josh Jacobs a
4: lot in my career. And I've been right most of the time. This year, dead wrong. I mean, it was understandable. Number one, my simple rule is if you're playing playing deep into the Hall of Fame game, you are not fantasy relevant. That's rule number one. Rule number two, they didn't even pick up his fifth-year options. Let's not act like the Raiders expected this from Josh Jacobs right now. I think it took a red alert for them, an awful start to the season, to get back to McDaniels' New England roots Mm -hmm. and say, we need to run the football. We don't stand a chance dropping our quarterback uh, behind this offensive line over and over again. Now they're leaning on Josh Jacobs and good things are happening.
0: I, that is a great point. And I w- that is part of part of my preseason analysis was that. I mean, like, if you go back and look, I'll, I'm, I'm going to cop to it. Like, he was on yeah. my preseason hate list. But part of the analysis, if you go there, was two things. Was that number one is that not only did I not like him, the Raiders didn't like him. Like, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, which to do that for a first-round draft pick, a guy they drafted in the first round is um, – you know, is saying something, right? And and right, to your point, he played the first two series of the Hall of Fame game where all their other important starters like Carr and Adams and Waller were out. But um, he's locked in moving forward here. But that was the only running back that was solid last night.
3: Right, because on the other side of the ball, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did not have uh, a great night, of course. It was – he had rushed the ball nine times for 15 yards, caught three passes for 20 yards, Looks pretty pedestrian, but we also know there was very much Mahomes-Kelsey show at play. But is this what we expect of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire going forward?
4: I think so. I think it's a matter of fact that Kelsey dominates the red zone targets, which is a huge problem for anybody not named Kelsey. Or if you have Mahomes, it's a good thing because it's working. And if you listen to Barry for the last two weeks when we've come off huge Clyde Edwards-Hilaire performances, he said, if you can sell high – do it because there's just going to be a lot of highs and lows of this. So I agree with that. I think with Clyde Edwards-Zillaire, because this offense is great and because he is the guy in the backfield, there's going to be plenty of really, really good weeks. But you're going to have to deal with this because of how – touchdown-dominant Kelsey is, and the fact that they are never going to be a team that turns around and leans on a running back no matter the game script. Yeah, I mean, like, we felt the production was somewhat fluky because just the touchdowns didn't match the opportunity
0: there. He was getting used in the passing game. This is a weird game in that the the Chiefs got down 17. They're not usually down 17. And so I think that's one of the reasons why Jarek McKinnon, who they like more in the passing game than CEH, saw more snaps. What's weird is he saw six of the eight goal line snaps. I mean, so that was weird. Mm. I think if there is an overarching theme to the Chiefs, it's that when Patrick Mahomes talks, we probably should have listened, right? I mean, like, because when he talked in the preseason about, like, one week it's going to be this guy, one week it's going to be another. And so for as great as an offense as Kansas City is and for all the wizardry of Andy Reid, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Travis Kelsey, it's Travis Kelsey, it's Patrick Mahomes, and the rest, week to week, is sort of Just, like a... Just, you know,
3: a sprinkling I hope of whoever is... Right. Sidekicks. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah sidekicks, right? Yes. Exactly. Bit Fringe guys. Yeah. You know, Big bit characters. <laughs> Wacky next-door neighbors, yeah. right? I mean, well, you're hoping they come in and they pop for a scene, but, you know, it's not, not always going to be their th- thing. I, like, here's what's weird is yet still, despite a dud game, in a game in which everyone got off, he, he was still a dud, uh, six and a half fantasy points. He's running back 46 mm-hmm. for week number five. And yet still, he's still a top ten fantasy running back. And given just the dearth of good running backs, look, he's not running back eight. But he is still probably a borderline top 20 running back. I don't want to overreact to one game, just like I didn't want to overreact yes. to the, the good games that have happened previously. Right. So I will say this. I mean, he got he got 12 touches and 12 touches in this offense is usually, you know, borderline top 20 flex worthy. Um, he only got nine rushes in this game. Nice call by you, JSB. That was your prop bet going into last one of night. Them. You took. We'll discuss call. that you, right? <laughs> later on. <laughs> you, had, you took the under on 12 and a half rushes for him. He only gets nine in this one. First time this year he's had single-digit fantasy points, Connor. So again, he's not the RB one that we thought he was gonna that he was looking like the previous couple of weeks, which we always said like he's two touchdowns on seven rushes where he gets zero yards. Like we knew that that production was fluky, but I also think this lack of production is a little bit fluky Mm -hmm. as well. He's somewhere in the middle, which is, you know, he's running back 18 to 24 is what he is
3: right and when you look at this game that happened on monday night this is likely not going to happen every single time having a travis kelsey four touchdown night that is going to explode the record right. i mean who knows it could happen i just maybe binks jinx that whole thing Mm-mm. but Mm-mm. if you look at we talk about bit characters fringe guys the chiefs wide receivers have been confusing in terms of really who is 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 going to be the guy we have marcus valdez scantling and juju smith schuster hyphenated names, by the way, which I'm a big fan of. And also, Mikkel Hardman, those three guys haven't had a touchdown. Connor, I mean, how do you feel about who is really the guy in terms of wide receivers?
4: Well, there's there's none that are touchdown factors at all. That's the most important thing. If you're in a PPR league, you can rely, I think, on MBS uh, because of the target share that he gets. Seven-plus targets in three of his past four games. But when you look at Juju – Juju is not explosive enough in my eyes to warrant you know big expectations because he's also not used in the red zone. It's a Kelsey offense in the red zone. We cannot say it enough. Yes, they do some quirky things down there as well. We know Mahomes can move a lot, but they are not dropping back and going first read or second read to their wide receivers. There are a lot of tight formations, a lot of heavy sets as well. So. Once again, you can rely on MVs a little bit, and he 's available in, uh, somehow in sixty three percent of Yahoo leagues right now in PPR but Juju, all the evidence is there right now. I mean when you look at the fantasy finishes, his best finish has been wide receiver wide receiver thirty five he 's been as low as wide receiver eighty two that 's a very very scary variance under fourteen fantasy points in every game so far this year connor
0: he 's Got no touchdowns so far, no touchdown receptions through five games as well. My friend Graham Barfield tweeted out Juju Dust Duster weekly finishes this week. I mean, to your point, like, right? Wide receiver 37, wide receiver 82, 35, 38, 66. Wide receiver 35 in week three was his best finish, to your point, Connor, as well. And then you think about this upcoming schedule for the Chiefs, right? The Bills, the Niners, a bye, and then Tennessee. It's not till Tennessee where you feel like, okay, that's, again, It's the Chiefs. So they're going to move the ball on anyone. Like, we're doing our waiver wire segment coming up later in the show. And, like, Juju Smith Schuster, I think if you need a spot, like, I don't mind dropping him. There's going to be three or four games this year where Juju goes off. Like, you just, it's coming, right? You have to just mentally prepare yourself, like, oh, I had that guy and I waved him. And then now, of course, he goes off. And who knows? Maybe it's next week against the Bills. But um, I think you have to live with that because. Five weeks of wide receiver 35 or worse just isn't getting it done like we have a we have a sample size now five weeks is a small right. sample size but in a week in a league in which you usually only get 14 weeks to make the playoffs like that's enough like' he, I, he's, you're not starting him and i think there's other guys out there that you feel like you could get more consistent fantasy value from than Juju Smith-Schuster, unfortunately.
4: And I think Juju is always, or still, living off that reputation of the Steelers when he was just a target monster. And he's gone to Kansas City, and he's, just because Tyreek Hill's gone doesn't mean that he stepped into that role. So, that's another thing to keep in mind. It's a little bit more name reputation at this point for Juju, unfortunately. Well,
0: and being a part of the Chiefs offense. But again, like Mahomes said, it's not just going to be you know last year it was Kelsey and Tyreek. Every week it's going to be a different guy, and What do you know? Patrick Mahomes was telling the truth, and so great for the Chiefs and a nightmare for defensive coordinators that face Kansas City and fantasy managers.
3: All right, so we know that on the other side of the ball, Darren Waller went out in uh, last night's game. The opposite of a Monday Night
0: Miracle, like John O'ran, right? Exactly, like right. He had Kelsey, I had Waller. What are you going to do? This was brutal. This was tough. He left the game early with a hamstring injury. It's been a tough year, Connor. 50 yards receiving or less in three out of five games this year. Played just eight snaps against the Chiefs. They're on a bye next week. I don't know that there's any takeaway from Darren Waller except you're going to need a a tight end replacement for at least next week because he's on a bye. And then hopefully in the next two weeks we'll get some news. Hopefully he comes back healthy. Um, We'll see. But I would be – if I'm going – you're already looking for a tight end replacement for Waller this week. Ideally, you might want to look for somebody that doesn't have just one week value
4: because this could linger. Yes. We, we've seen it before with Waller. Yeah, it yeah. might be beyond the streaming scope. And I think with Waller, the, the one trend we do have is lack of health. And I think in August when he was sitting out all those days, a lot of people were saying they're getting the contract done. But now it looks like there was some reality to him being banged up. that's carried over and carried on throughout the season where he simply cannot be relied on week to week.
3: Right. Well, we'll discuss him and Devontae Adams a little bit more in the show. But let's get to our main events, the meats of the program, waiver Wired, and we begin with the running backs. And... As Matthew mentioned, you know, we've seen five weeks. We have a bunch of guys that are off for a bye week this week. Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, Damian Pierce, Jamal Williams, which is, you know, this is when we start to see, of course, we want to know what teams are looking like, what they should be. So we look at Kenneth Walker, and he is available in 55%. He's the guy of Yahoo leads and we've been talking him up a lot. We know that Rashad Penny is out for the season with a broken fibula unfortunately, but this means that Kenny Walker's now the lead back in Seattle and we know that Seattle likes to put up a lot of points. So, Matthew, this is a guy if you're looking for a running back, go Kenny Walker.
0: 1,000%. All in on Ken, Kenneth Walker. He's available in 55% of Yahoo Leagues. He's available around that number in other, uh, on other platforms as well. And honestly, there's going to be a lot of hype around Kenneth Walker this week. But if he's rostered in your league, I would make a trade. I think he has the potential to be a league winner here. You mentioned Seattle and how much they like to run the ball. 21 running back touches per game. That's what the Seahawks are averaging here. And so Kenneth Walker, who played 83% of the snaps after Rashad Penny went down, we've seen, to your point, they are a very competent offense under Geno Smith. They move the ball. They're playing at a faster pace of play as well. And I've discussed this. I mean, Michael Smith, like, went, wait, whoa, when we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Um, I have heard a source that I trust told me that um, the Seattle coaching staff thinks he's got Ledanian Tomlinson like potential. Whoa. Like just that kind of like that kind of big playability, that kind of versatility. Like I mean that's insane to think about, one of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. But just and you don't whatever, I don't want to put that on him because like, you know, ninety-nine point nine percent of the running backs that come to the league aren't gonna be Ladanian Tomlinson, and you can still be a very successful player in this league. Merely, I'm just saying that just to point out, like, this isn't like a, uh, oh, well, now we got to go to the backup and we got a next mm-hmm. guy up and we got to coach him up. Like, they're very excited to get Kenneth Walker into the lineup. They believe in him in a big way. This is somebody they spent a lot of draft capital on, yeah. uh, Connor, and I know you know from scouting the players uh, all the work that you do for Bleach Report. This is somebody that the NFL scouting community was very high on coming out of college. Very
4: high on him. He he was my RB2, only behind Brees Hall, and we've seen what Brees Hall has done recently. And on top of that, they made significant investments in their offensive line in the draft as well that are paying off where you can trust their run game. And if he didn't have the sports hernia in August, he would have been eating into Rashad Penny's snap count as it is. That's how much they loved him. They wanted to get him on the field right away. So now the fact that he's automatically inserted into a true RB1 workhorse role in a team that has a pretty good run-blocking offense line, a team that wants to run the ball, a team that relies on their offense a lot because their defense really can't stop anybody. Kenneth Walker is in for a big couple of months here. There uh, And
0: you, you like, you know, listen.
4: Empty nothing the fab. On, yeah, yeah
3: we I'm just going to ask the, you guys, if you have a fab empty system. It.
0: Empty you, it. Find 100%. more if you can under the couch. 100%. 100%. 100% okay. Use the number one waiver wire. Oh, I like wire. to take notes be on the so I'm going to write that one very down. Ag- be, I would be very aggressive in trying to acquire Kenneth Walker, whether it's a free agent or if he is already rostered in your league. He's rostered in a lot of the leagues that I'm in. Yeah. someone I have on a number of teams, but yeah. in other leagues, I, I'd be aggressive in trying to trade for him as well.
3: Okay, all right. Well, we know in Denver, Javante Williams is injured, so Mike Boone is someone that you might be looking to acquire, potentially, if he is not. It's 64% available in Yahoo! Leagues. Uh, As well as Latavius Murray. Bit of a journeyman who has now joined the Broncos after being with the Saints and having a very interesting story of how he was in London and then now with Denver. But if you're looking at the Broncos running back situation, we know Melvin Gordon is number one. Mike Boone, worth it?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I I think they're both going to have roles. Uh, Obviously, Murray didn't play last week against the Colts because it was a short week and he had just come over from the Saints. But, you know, they play the Chargers this week and – no team in the NFL allows more yards per carry to opposing running backs than the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, they gave over 200 rushing yards to the Browns last week. And so, uh, expect it. especially given how much Russell Wilson is struggling, um, and uh, as, as predicted, <laughs> apparently he's hurt. Uh, whatever. The fact of the matter is, is they're going to re- lean on the run game. I think this is going to be a, uh, a three-headed committee. Gordon's already rostered, but Boone is going to be the third down back, get some, uh, get some uh, passing down work. And I do think Latavius Murray is interesting. I think, look, Gordon was fine last week, but down the stretch against the Colts when they were trying to make that comeback, um, it was Boone on the field, not Gordon. I don't – Gordon, last week was the first week that Melvin Gordon did not fumble. He's still on a very short leash, and so I wouldn't be surprised if Murray significantly cuts into Gordon's role. They're both sort of similar running backs as opposed to Boone as more of a, a smaller guy. Um, and, and so I think it sort of depends on what you need. If you need a flex play for yeah. this week, Boone's the guy. If you sort of want to swing for the fences a little bit more, I think Murray is is a guy that's interesting to roster because you're not starting him this week, but I could see right. him overtaking Melvin Gordon's role at some point this season.
4: Yeah, I like Boone's short-term flex PPR value here because you know, piggybacking off what Barry said, the Chargers. The Jets, who just gave up a big day to Raheem Moster, and then Jacksonville, we saw what Damian Pierce was able to do. Those are three teams coming up that you can get your run game or pass-catching backs working against. Where I go a little bit glass-half-empty here is when Latavius Murray goes somewhere, he seems to get involved. Melvin Gordon's in front of him. The Broncos just have not been very good, but you do like that Boone seems to be a factor in some kind of third-down role.
3: Right. Well, when we look now at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back, Rashad White, is available. Uh, he would be behind Leonard Fournette, of course, but maybe when you get into garbage time against Pittsburgh this week, he might be someone that could get some. Uh, they're starting
0: to use dogs. him a little bit more. He's had eight touches each of the last two weeks. He's, he played 40% of the snaps in week number five. Leonard Fournette's snap count has decreased in two straight weeks. They really like Rashad White. They obviously, to your point, Julie, yes, Uncle Lenny, he is the starter, but he's, he's A, one of the most important insurance backs. If anything were to happen to Fournette, White would be a mm. top 10 running back any week that Fournette is out. And yet still, he's starting to get more and more usage where he might be flex-worthy in a deeper league. And so I just, I think he's a good guy to have on your roster, uh, just given, given the lack of depth behind Fournette right. on a team that, you know, wants to be balanced on offense.
4: An ideal stash right now, available in 66% of leagues, that's kind of a high number. So if you can stash him, great. Because I think what the Bucks are going to run into eventually is they continue to win more and more games. There are going to be weeks where Fournette maybe doesn't practice or exactly. Fournette's not feeling his best. They'll be in position, honestly, look at how bad that division is they just won't play him. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, okay, you know what? We're going to give you this week off because we need you for January. We don't maybe need you at the end of November right now. And that's where Rashad White might really come in handy down the stretch when he gets to step into that role for a week here, a week there, while also developing that pass-catching niche role right now.
3: Yeah, that could be a very stealth pickup to have him stashed away. And we look at the Cardinals, not necessarily maybe a team that you would say, hey, I want to go pick up a whole bunch of guys from there. But if they've got injuries like James Conner and Darrell Williams, they both left the game on Sunday. Eno Benjamin is available in 89% of Yahoo leagues. And they are against Seattle, who, as we know, they allow points. And so if you're looking at someone like Benjamin, how uh, how excited would you be to be able to to add him to your team? I mean, listen,
0: it's a short-term add, obviously. We don't know the status of Daryl Williams or James Conner. I think that if Conner were to miss, it would be a committee with him and Daryl Williams. If both guys are out, obviously, Benjamin gets the nice start against the Seahawks. 45 yards from scrimmage, four more targets in four to five games this year. So they are using him somewhat, right? It is an offense that can move the ball. 11 touches, 53 yards, and a touchdown filling in for James Conner last week. So we don't as of this broadcast we don't have a, a status update on connor whether he's going to miss this week or if it's a longer term injury it is but injuries are something that connor has dealt with throughout his career so i do think benjamin makes a lot of sense for anyone that rosters connor and certainly you like him this week. good
3: streaming option this week. good streaming
0: option this week.
4: Yeah, I mean, Seattle can't stop a nosebleed right now, and they see Seattle two of the next four games. So when it comes down to it, he might be able to have an impact, but it just fully depends on the injuries that we're not aware of yet. Benjamin is going to be their guy if both those guys can't go, but this Arizona offense just has a lot of different concerns right now.
3: Definitely. Okay, so for the 49ers, we know that Jeff Wilson Jr. is their number one um, running back, but... Tevin Coleman, that you guys were saying is a ghost of Coleman coming back. Yeah. Vultures Spooky in two season. touchdowns um, for San Francisco. Uh, is this a guy that is more than a streamer, or someone that you would stash away?
0: Um, yes, no, sort of. I don't think he's more than a streamer, right? I, I look, I get it. It was a big game. They were blowing him out here. I, I don't necessarily think he has. You know, he played twenty-eight percent of the snaps in a game in which they blew the Panthers out, right? So under 30% of the snaps, he gets the two touchdowns, but, like, 8 for 23 as a rusher. 3 for 44 is nice as a receiver, but, again, I mean, you're talking 11 touches. To me, Tevin Coleman is interesting just because, as we talked about on yesterday's show... You know, we're like, okay, when Elijah Mitchell went down, we're like, okay, Jeff Wilson Jr. is the next man up. But Jeff Wilson Jr. has missed 12 games over the past two seasons. He's injury prone himself. So is it is it Jordan Mason? Is it TDP? Like, who's going to step up and sort of be the insurance running back for uh Jeff Wilson Jr.? And I think we found out. Oh, it turns out it's Tevin Coleman. So I I feel like I'm not rushing out to put Tevin Coleman in my lineup. We've seen this before from Tevin Coleman. I, not totally buying it, they're home to the Falcons, but and the Falcons, by the way, have played kind of plucky defense mm-hmm. like they're not great, but they're not like as much of a pushover as yeah. you might think yeah. like they're 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 um they're sort of decent and then you know and then you get into Kansas City, and the Rams are the next two after that, and so those are tougher defenses. I mean, I know Kansas City just got rolled by Josh Jacobs, but I hard for me to see Tevin Coleman having games where you feel good about starting him at least until we get more of a sample size. But don't mind picking him up, again, because if he got the lead role in Wilson's injury from Wilson was injured, yeah. Right.
4: So I think he's more of an injury, you know. Yeah, if you have the space, you could hold on to him right now. Jeff Wilson has had a lower body injury each of the last three years. So, unfortunately, he is a guy that, as the games indicate, missed 12 games over the past two seasons he gets hurt, and his workload has been significant these last couple weeks. So you have to wonder if they also want to take some of that workload off him in the next coming weeks. And one thing with Kyle Shanahan and really that coaching tree as a whole, they always lean back to old friends in dire Mm -hmm. times. Tevin Coleman is an old friend for Kyle Shanahan. Instead of going to the rookies, for whatever reason, they draft a running back in the third round every year, and they don't Mm -hmm. use him. And I know Ty Davis' price is hurt, but that's where Tevin Coleman could quietly have some value. But I just don't think there's the volume at the moment.
3: Okay, well, let's take a look at some of the stash candidates out there. Just some other guys that uh, maybe if you're super desperate, you might like them. Yeah, but I mean, uh, like uh, these are I more guys. About, uh, these are, Pacheco, again, these are but, guys
0: that you're not necessarily starting, but just you know, if if you're if you're doing pretty well, you don't need have any needs. You're you're late in your waiver pecking order, but you just want to stash a guy because you never know. These are guys that we. took. Kenneth Walker was on this list two weeks ago, and we now yeah. he's going to be the hottest Good point. pickup. Uh, in in the world so uh, you see um, you see sort of the guys there Gus Edwards is interesting, coming off the physically enabled list. that's a name that sort of jumps out to me Jalen Warren given the struggles of Najee Harris you know our expectation is that Jonathan Taylor is back for the Colts here but Deion Jackson ran well against the uh, against the Broncos last week when Hines went out with a concussion and Taylor wasn't playing so those are all interesting names there James Keep Cook. on your
3: radar. Keep on your radar
0: mm-hmm. as well. So when you see Pacheco and James Cook there at the top of that list, yeah. As well. And
3: whenever there's a Buffalo Bill on there too, you are very curious. To that's see. the
4: one long term. Yeah. Yeah. Where? James Cook for sure. But that's yeah, more. They want of, to get
3: their running game going. Yeah. More.
4: If that's more, once again, an injury to a guy like Motor, or if your league does allow uh, waiver keepers on the back end of your draft, Cook's going to be a big time player in 2023. It's going to take an injury for him to be that this year.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm in. I'm in two dynasty leagues. I'm, I'm bullish on. Cooks yeah, long. He's got a big future. Yeah, yeah. Okay, certainly does.
3: So we just talked about a whole bunch of guys that we would potentially add, stash, stream. Who would you drop?
0: Well, Daryl Henderson, you know, jumps out to me. Right, Roster in seventy three percent of leagues. He's running back forty four on the year. Right. He had zero rushing attempts last week. He's had fourteen total touches over the last three weeks. And so you're like, oh, this is Cam Akers' backfield. Not really. No, like, none nobody's backfield. Like, not they, doing anything They can't either. block anyone. They're not in scoring positions. So, I mean, Daryl Henderson, who had kind of a flash at the beginning of the year, and he was good last season. It's just this Rams offense, you know, it sort of depends on what you need. But, like, it just does the confidence level I have in the Rams getting their running game going anytime soon. You know,
4: I, I don't know. The Rams don't have a field stretcher, and that is starting to cost the backfield where neither guy has value. So if you're expecting Henderson to figure it out or the workload to go up, I'm, I'm just not that optimistic for the next month here.
3: Yes, that's certainly for sure with this team. But there's a team that we are a little bit optimistic about, especially after they blew out the lines, and that's the New England Patriots. Maybe they've found a wide receiver that they can trust in the future. We're going to be talking more about our waiver-wired wide receivers when we return on Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, Connor Rogers, I'm JSB. Stay tuned.
4: I'm rolling with Hunter Rempro over four and a half receptions. I'm
3: going with Clyde uh, Edwards Alaire under 12 and a half rushing attempts.
0: You know where you make money is on the boring stuff, the unsexy stuff. There's nothing fun about betting a kicker prop except winning Ooh. money. I like Daniel Carlson over one and a half field goals. Nothing boring about winning money, winning that BetMGM money. There you go. That's my goal. Do you think if we get good enough, and by we, I really mean me and J.S.B., not you, yeah, necessarily. Sorry. Like <laughs> I if, didn't see a green if, check if, right, mark a, right, no. I, I saw this. So but close. Like, if, 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 um, if J.S.B. and I get good enough, do you think we could bankrupt BetMGM? Maybe. Maybe. Especially yeah, with those $1,000 free bets that you're
4: delivering door dashing. 1000 free bets
3: on your door I put my code Berry. Berry. Yeah, I put in my Berry code yesterday yeah, when nice. I signed up. Yes. There you go. And I also one have to. Uh, yes, yeah, so I got that one right there with Clyde edwards Lair, but I will have to say hand up. I did not have. Uh, Derek Carr plus 5,000 for first touchdown scores. That's all right. Yeah, I got I'm honestly here touchdown on the show. Score. Yeah,
0: first touchdown scores. I score love first down front. touchdown scores yeah. for that
3: kind of money. Um, they usually never pay off. That's why they're at plus That's five. why
4: they're at plus
0: 5,000. Uh, That's how the, that works.
3: Under River, you were very close, though, on that one. Oh, it was
4: nice that they let me stay in it until the literal last play they I ran, know. where he ran I'm into Devontae be.
0: Adams. Maybe. The, the ball was Devontae definitely going Adams his might way. might have
3: known what was going on Yeah, there no, it was great.
0: Lovely. had a great time. When Waller went out, I thought, I'm oh, like, oh, I was like this, you, you this is done. You got, got it. it. Yeah. You got it. And then they're moving the ball. And then
4: yeah. Yeah. and then Renfro played, I think, 26, uh, basically half their snaps. Yeah. So, yeah, what are you going to do? You know, you win some, you lose some. You do. Yeah, okay. I so mean, it, it, you, in, you in this case, we win some, yes, and I, yeah, I lose all, all of them. them. Uh, there yes. you go. Just, yes. Yes. I want my, you guys my $5 to look good. I'm a team player. I'm a team player. Uh, okay. I'm like the offensive line of the show. There you go. No credit in the box score.
3: All the credit on the field. Hundred percent. Doing yep. all work. Yeah. Uh, but when you look at this, when you look at uh, Hunter Renfro, and now they're on a buy. We also we're not sure about the status of Darren Waller and also Devontae Adams.
0: Well, we well, should mention the, that. So, yeah, let's uh,
3: discuss this. Right.
0: Just, so we mentioned Devontae Adams, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Brandon Cooks, Hunter Renfro are. All on a bye this week. So chances are you're looking for a pass catcher. Worth noting that on his way out of the game, Devontae Adams shoved. It would appear to be a cameraman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a uh, fan took a video of it. It's gone viral. And so news reporting out this morning that the league is looking into it. We see the video right here. Um, this shoves the guy. Yeah, the, nice th- wow. There's actually been a police report filed as well. Um, uh, oh. That that news is just oh. in here. Um but regardless Devonte of... Devontae
3: apologized on Twitter. I don't know how that works in the police report.
0: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, 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 I assume the guy would have to press charges, whatever. I, what am I, a lawyer? Like, I'm barely a fantasy analyst. But the <laughs> fact is, what I w- what I think is important here is that there is a chance that he gets suspended. That, you know, because that... Cause that the NFL does not want its players it. shoving pe- walking off the field Knowing and that, shoving yeah. people. that are there to do his job. Like, that guy is there to do a job, which is he's been hired by somebody, and he has clearance, obviously, I assume, to be on the field and to take, you know, videos or photos. And, you know, a moment of anger for Adams after a very tough loss, and he shoves him out of the way. And so, you know, pretty hard shove, as you saw. And so the point is, is that there is a chance that you're definitely going to be without Devontae Adams this week. There's a chance there may be another week or two coming down the pike if you have Adams on your roster. Just something to be aware of, and we'll follow that news right. closely to see if he does get it. Harder shove you, than yes. the roughing the passer penalty. Uh, it's more just right? like a.
3: You know, it depends how much force you get. Like, if that guy was a bigger guy, that wouldn't. Maybe of Are you body
0: shaming the cameraman? Right Are
3: you like I to look, get your weight up,
0: up to the cameraman? exactly? Like, good yeah, come on, dude! Like, bounce a good, off a ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get, get a uh, good, uh, get a good center in, of give balance. Give a protein shake. Right, yeah. exactly. Like Jeez. you know, it's, you a, it's a weight room, it. cameraman. Uh, yeah, you could
3: have you prevented. it. Right, exactly.
0: It we like our cameraman. On our, I just want like, like, Julie, like you know. God yeah. bless. I cameraman. love. I love when
3: you I, when you get like Julie. I'm yeah, like, well, what's what are you he doing? What's like, he got?
0: I just want all the cameramen, the people that have to are, are using equipment to make me look presentable to a national television audience, which is no easy feat. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Of work. And so I just, I just want you it's to know alarming. that the the actions and words of Julie Stewart Binks do not Wait, reflect. i also a camera operator. <laughs> the words and feelings. Or the opinions of saying, the fantasy football happy maybe, maybe hour. Maybe Myself, Devontae NBC, Adams didn't necessarily
3: know what he was pushing like, you know, sometimes like, Oh whoa, I didn't realize that door was open already and you kinda like stumble what? through. You should good
0: lawyering. Be, you should not be a lawyer. <laughs> you yes, should not okay. be a lawyer. He didn't know yeah, what he was yeah, pushing. Check, right, check. Okay, uh, back good. to yes. the B-
4: lawyer. Two people that are
3: not right, lawyers, was, are not right, lawyers was, apparently, on Facebook. So just people so, so
0: we're Adams just got, just, got found guilty yes, based on that.
3: Yes. Okay, just so, He's so we're there. I was a camera operator at right the Tokyo 2020 Olympics, and I had to run out, also the reporter, but run out onto the fields, like, by baseball players who were not going to push me. But, like, there were times we almost had a lot of collisions, so. I also, you know.
0: I know, and yet so you're here you are, your body shaming yeah. this poor guy,
3: just because okay, he's not, yeah, you know, let's not have that he can't, be take, the, he the can't take a of hit the show. way okay. you can apparently. Maybe you should play some hockey, Kate. We are off the we are. highway. We are off the highway. Let's get back on. Hunter Renfro, we were wondering about him <laughs> in this. and we're gonna move on from that right yeah. now. But we're not necessarily sure what's gonna happen with the Raiders in terms of those different things. But we know the Patriots, Jacoby Myers. He's been leading the Patriots' air attack across the board, team iron receptions. This is a guy that you feel confident about going forward.
0: You know, it's surprising. We talked about him yesterday on the show as well after his big game. And I think, you know, now that week five is done, Jacoby Myers, on a points-per-game basis, is the eighth-best wide receiver in fantasy. It's insane. I mean, which is kind of crazy. He's averaging over 17 fantasy points per game. He's available in 52% of Yahoo! League's, Browns, Bears, Jets, Colts are the next four for the Patriots. And so whether it is Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi under center, it looks like it's probably going to be Bailey Zappi next week. Doesn't feel like Mac Jones is that close to returning. But either way, as you see it here on your screen, he's getting a lot of targets, 6, in the three games he's played so far this year. Um, He got into the end zone last week, which is something that he, for the longest time, wasn't able to do. He's third in yards per uh, route run over the last three weeks. Played a season-high offensive, uh, 95% of, uh, played a season-high in offensive snaps in Week 5, I should say. Over 60 yards in three straight games. It's still a run-first offense, but Myers is such a, um, such a floor play. Uh, wide receiver eight's a little surprising. I don't think he's that. But do I think he should be available in 55% or 52%, whatever it is, of Yahoo leagues? No. He needs to be rostered in all of them.
3: Yeah, it's really quite amazing how we were staying away from New England's offense, and now we're all over them. I mean, it. I what I would say all over One guy. They're, yes.
0: The running backs and one guy. So, yes, Toes in the, in the water. Yeah.
3: And one guy. Okay, so another guy. in the Yeah, I did, like that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. You have, off. Do, That's yeah. Do you ever toe in the water for Alec Pierce? in the sand. Alec Pierce, <laughs> there Pierce. There you go.
4: Alec Uh, Pierce. For Indianapolis. You know what? I do. I'll I'll even go ankles in the water uh, for this one. Alec Pierce, listen, somebody in Indianapolis has to help out Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan needs to help out himself. But they drafted Alec Pierce in the second round with expectations that he could be their wide receiver two this year across from Michael Pittman. It's funny to watch how he's been brought into the offense, not as this vertical jump ball threat, but more as this possession guy, which was not expected. But I think the the breakout is slowly ramping up here. You've seen Mm -hmm. 60 yards in three straight games. Uh, he's obviously got coming off a season high in targets with 8 and yards over 80. So I, I look at Alec Pearson. He's somebody that I would definitely, if you need wide receiver help, especially in half point or PPR format, he's going to get his because the targets are there. I think he's looking at 7 to 10 targets a week going forward uh, for a team that consistently keeps playing behind.
3: Right, he's developing rapport with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan said he's strong, he's resilient. You like to hear that from your quarterback in terms of trust going forward. You uh, like to hear that from a lot of people. Like yes. just, You know,
0: just like I like to hear it from my cameraman. Tough and like, resilient. Like, you know, like they're strong. Our cameraman's not going to beat me up. They're resilient. They can take a hit. They can, take, take
3: they a can hit. absorb the a hit. They can absorb
0: a yeah. hit. Yeah, 1,000%. Mm-hmm.
3: Very much the same thing.
0: Uh, totally. And the other last thing I'll say on Alex Pierce is just like to the eye test. Like, Kid can play. Oh yeah, like, I mean, right you, you, you. Right, yes. you just watch the game and you're just like, you know, uh, well kid he can was. Play.
3: Uh, well, that was why he was their, you know, their top pick this past year. Now the Cardinals, Matthew Rondell Moore, they're uh, up against Seattle yeah. again. Same story as uh, Benjamin. Uh, 82% available. Would you go for him?
0: I like Rondell Moore. Like, do you wish there was some more – there was some deeper stuff? I mean, his average depth of target, I think, is negative five yards. I mean, something – jokes, but, like, seriously, like, it's all line of scrimmage stuff. It's all, like, bubble screens. But um, it is worth noting, Cardinals do lead the NFL in pass attempts so far this season. He's had two games since he's come back, 10 receptions, 13 targets there. So they're immediately putting him back into the offense – Nice matchup this week with the Seahawks, Mm -hmm. who give up the eighth most passing yards per game this season. Arizona can't stop anyone as well. So, Rondell Moore, who we came into the season with high expectations for, Cliff Kingsbury, talking him up in the offseason. A.J. Green appears to be just basically done. we got at least one more week before DeAndre Hopkins comes back. But I do think that once Hopkins is back, I think that – I feel bad for the human dorch. But I I do think it's going to be Hollywood Brown, it's going to be DeAndre Hopkins, and it's going to be Rondell Moore uh, in the slot. I think – And they go three wide quite a bit in Arizona. They also go four wide Mm -hmm. quite a bit. So the snap should be there for Rondell Moore. I like him a lot. Yes, he's our third pick after Myers and Alec Pierce.
3: Okay, so for the Bills, and we look at if the snaps are there for a guy like Khalil Shakir. So three of five targets, 75 yards, touchdown. Crowder out, even if McKenzie is out. Can he garner any kind of relevance against Kansas City?
4: He absolutely can, but it just depends on if Isaiah McKenzie remains in concussion protocol. That's what this comes down to because Khalil Shakur is a very talented player, talented rookie, and he can do a lot of different things. He can handle the slot for you. He can win over the middle of the field. Considering his size, he's got jump ball ability. I just think that the opportunity is not going to be there unless Isaiah McKenzie is hurt. So this is a wait and see. one I, I would have him pretty low on the priority of waiver claims at the moment.
0: It gets for me. I'm. I, I. It gets pretty ugly after those three guys. No. No. Myers, Pierce, and Rondell Moore, yeah. and then you sort of got to sort of squint. Yeah. Squint, and again, if McKenzie and if if Mackenzie and, and we know Crowder's going to be out. If McKenzie were to miss again, then maybe in what should be a shootout shoot against the game. Chiefs, yep. sure you yeah. can sort of see it. But uh, like again, you know. And then they have the bye. So what? I mean, so he got five targets. You know option, I mean? like, but he, he had the touchdown. He had the one big play, but. Yeah, I'm with you. I also, I feel the same way about the next guy, Connor, which is Randall Cobb. Yeah. 13 targets in week five, but he had 12 total targets on the season prior to that. Feels like sort of just an outlier game, right? You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. had a nice game against the Giants, but I feel like, give me Romeo Dobbs, give me Alan Lazard, feels like he's. Honestly, fourth or fifth in the pecking order in the Green Bay passing attack yeah. when you include the running backs. Yep. Even Bob Tanyan. Big Bob. I think. Big Bob Tanya, I think, has more touchdown equity than Randall Cobb. So, nice story. Mentioning him here just because he did get the 13 targets. London um, games
3: was, though, a little bit of a doozy. But also the fact that, I mean, this was Aaron Rodgers' security blanket, essentially. Yeah. I mean, reuniting again. Not necessarily sure I'm the just, same.
0: It's a very balanced offense, and so, I mean – we have yet to see Lazard and Dobbs put up consistent fantasy numbers. They, uh, I certainly prefer both those guys. I think there's upside with those, both those guys um, with, with Dobbs and Lazard that I'm not sure is there yet with Randall Cobb. So okay. mentioning him just to sort of say, like, if you need a warm body, he's there, and they, they do play the Jets this week. So, um, you know, that's – you know, he's potentially usable in a week in which it's going to be – your four teams are going to be out, right? But other than that, like, I just sort of uh, – Feel like eh. I'll mention, oh, by the way, if you need sort of a one-week streamer, I will mention that I don't think Jahan Dotson is going to be back for this Thursday's game against the Bears. So for the Commanders, listen, he didn't play a ton of snaps, but he had some obviously big playability. Two, two great big touchdowns for the Commanders. I think they are going to have to throw against Chicago. So if you're desperate, I think desperate. Dia- <laughs> Diami Brown could be a viable one-week streamer um, uh, this week.
3: Yes, he's 100% available, so that uh, indicates a lot about him at that moment. Stash candidates, though, for wide receivers, and we look at a couple different guys here. Matthew and Connor, Jameson Williams, Skymore, Wondell Robinson. Well,
0: I'll take Wondell Robinson, yes. and then, Connor, you should talk yep. up Jamison Williams here. But on Wondell Robinson, I just – Look, this team is 4-1, and one, and Wondell Robinson is somebody that we've talked about a lot in the preseason. They like him a lot. You know, he, he got hurt in week one. We haven't seen him since. But just remember, this is the guy that Brian Dayball and that Giants organization went on and drafted. And the, everyone else, they've sort of just inherited. And so, the Giants keep getting by by sort of hook and by crook. And they're sort of, you know, other than Barkley, there's not a lot to write home about. You know, they're doing end reverses for Daniel Bellinger. I mean, you know, like, it is really <laughs> smoke and mirrors there in New York. But... Super. But I do Wando Robinson, who will play the play the slot. I do think he's an interesting guy, especially for the second half of the year. I'm I'm high on his uh, potential and his ability.
4: If Jamison Williams is available in your league, which apparently seventy percent of them just about, you, you got to go get him. You got to go get him now because a couple things besides his talent, which we know he has game breaking speed. He, they traded up very far with a division rival in Minnesota to go get Jamison Williams. So they paid that kind of price to get him. He's expected to be back. Um, two weeks after Detroit's bye. So he will play this year. This is a defense that cannot stop anybody. I know they had a tough week. It's an anomaly. They're not going to be shut out again yes. like that against a New England team that was ready for them. They're banged up. James Williams is going to have a huge role in this offense with Jared Goff, and it's going to start as soon as he returns.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, so other potential drops, though, now. Please. Welcome
0: to Dumpsville Population U. And
3: this is a guy that you have been – I, you know when you go on Twitter and you see, like, all the old tweets that have yeah. somehow accumulated? I just had one day where it was just all your tweets about Allen Robinson. Thanks. That was Great. just like, you were you're so upset, uh, rightfully so,
0: about I, Allen I, Robinson. I mean, I, look, I had to atone for him last week, yeah. right? I mean, I, I asked and answered. I, I have fully fallen on the sword about Allen Robinson. For the year, Allen Robinson is wide receiver 76. I, I mean, like – Richie James has more fantasy points than him. Right? Return, I mean, man. Chris Godwin has played wow. only three games. He has more fantasy points than him. He's got five point. He's averaging under six fantasy points a game this season. He's had under 25 yards in four out of five games, two or fewer catches in three or five games. Yeah, I just – I'm going to – let me put it this way. I'm in a 16-team league. There's no one available in a 16-team league. I'm still dropping Allen Robinson just to, you know, to – you know,
3: he's shown you what he is. I mean, he had a good camp, no, but then he's done nothing since. Nothing.
0: Wide receiver 76. Like People are like, I can't drop Allen Robinson. Yes, well, you can. You can drop he the can. 76th best wide receiver in fantasy yes. after five weeks. You, you sure absolutely can. And Robert Woods, I, I love Bobby Trees, but the truth of <laughs> the matter is, is he hasn't had more than four catches in any game so far this year. He's been under 40 yards in four of the five games so far this year. If you can't get it done against my commander's defense, which is brutal – just makes me question whether you're going to be able to have any kind of consistent fantasy value. The other thing with Woods is that he should be a floor play because the ceiling isn't there. He's, yep. he's not going to you know, have these monster games the way that like, Jamar Chase could. But the problem is, is the floor has, has kind of fallen out as well.
4: I mean, they're handing the ball to Derrick Henry about yes. 30 times a game. Is basically right. where it's heading in that direction, no matter his yards per carry. And that's going to impact Robert Woods as well.
3: Mm-hmm. You just never hear his name in a game.
4: No, because he sad. is
3: good player, not but. getting the ball, unfortunately for him. All right, well, we have a whole lot more to get to, including quarterbacks and tight ends here on waiver Wired Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Barry, Connor Rodgers, B. Don't go anywhere.
1: Following up on John's question about the, the Giants, you know, they're up to a faster start. The Eagles, the Cowboys, you know, they've kind of all been rebuilding too the last couple of years, and it seems like they're farther ahead. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at, at this point? Quarterback. Chose the quarterback here, though, so do you have any regrets about that, or how do you? No, I got no regrets about that quarterback. I think our quarterback has done some good things. There's been a couple of games that he struggled. Um, but you look at his numbers from yesterday, and you say, okay, look at his numbers he's had throughout the year. There was a timing, you know, um, very solid, and then, um, un- you know, we had the unfortunate Philadelphia game, and he struggled a little bit in the Dallas game, but the way he performed yesterday, it just shows you really what he's capable of. I,
0: I hate this answer, like, and I'm not even a Carson Wentz fan, but like, real talk for one second here. The Washington Commanders, under Ron Rivera, who's a defensive-minded head coach, is a former defensive player, former defensive coordinator, former linebackers coach, Ron Rivera, who comes from a defensive point of view, they've given up the third most passing touchdowns. They've given up the eighth most yards per attempt. Like, they can't get off the field on third down. Like, Mm -hmm. stop somebody. How about that? Maybe not putting Carson Wentz in this situation. By the way, Carson Wentz is, like, one of the most under-pressured quarterbacks. and They can't block anyone and they can't stop anyone. Like I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan, but like he ain't the problem. Like he's been fine. The interception at the end of the game against Tennessee—that was brutal, right? He had two bad picks against the Jags, but they won that game, right? Look at this. Like he's tied. He's the top five in the NFL in passing touchdowns. I mean, like he's—you're—you're having him throw 42 times a game. That's third in the NFL. He's sixth in the NFL in passing yards per game. By the way, you don't Carson Wentz shouldn't be third in the NFL in pass attempts. Like that, you know what I mean? That, right. that, that recipe that's, for success. That, that's not what you're getting Carson Wentz to do. And so, get I'm not even a Carson Wentz fan, or but like that's such a. I hated that answer. I hated everything about that answer because there's so many flaws with the Commanders team, and it honestly, if you list every problem that the Commanders have this year, like. Carson Wentz is like in the middle of that pack. Like he's not the first guy, he's not the second guy. Like it starts with that defense, that highly paid defense that can't stop anybody.
3: Yes, but also but from that from that point Ron Rivera says quarterback and then goes on to defend why Carson Wentz like has done well and hasn't been the problem. So he just like he debated both sides. Wasn't great delivery.
0: My interpretation of it is is that he's basically saying that the other teams in the division have had more time to build around their quarterbacks, whether it's Daniel Jones or, or Cooper Rush, who has been in the Cowboys system. Who said that? <laughs> it's still ridiculous, it's, it's, right? You know, like, it's insane. And Jalen Hurts, but but again, but again, I mean, like, listen, the Giants were left for dead, and you know, Brian Dayball and, and you know his staff are brand new to New York, and they're four one, and bad. they've had a lot more injuries than the Commanders have. I mean, the Commanders are one or four, and I would not be shocked if they lose to the Bears on Thursday night. That game's nope. in Chicago, and then they're one and five. And I'm like, at this point, they have no more guaranteed money left for Carson Wentz. Like after the season, start Sam Howell at some point. See what you got there. See what you got in you Sam Howell. To. You okay. have to at some point. Uh, I, I just, I hated that answer. I'm here to defend. Well, he Carson said he Wentz. had
3: no regrets, so that's uh, we'll take from that. Uh, All right, let's quickly, Seahawks, quickly. Uh, Geno Smith, though. Um, playing but like hey, anyway, hang on, sorry.
0: But- let me, sorry, Julie. I'll just, Wait, I'm quickly, driving right now. No, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's my bad. But I, I'm merely going to say, no, no, like, I'm not fighting. Down. I, got a whole, I got a whole rant on Carson Woods. But I just want to say he is available in 54% of the leagues. He is a top 10 fantasy quarterback. Even though some of the picks are brutal, the fact of the matter is, as you saw, they are throwing a ton. He is top six in the NFL in passing yards and passing attempts. You're not really scared about Chicago as well. 21 more fantasy points in three of the five games. He is a viable fantasy quarterback. Quarterback, as long as he has the
4: job. Uh, another one, and much more than viable right now, Geno Smith. He is sure. QB6 on the year. He's averaging almost 20 fantasy points per week. Gino is playing really well. Nothing to take away from Gino. He's running more. He's making big-time throws. They can get play action going. The most important thing for sustained success for Gino is that their defense is so bad, they are actually allowing him to throw when yeah. they want to be a run-heavy team. And Gino has absolutely stepped up in every possible way and more.
3: So, if the defense is bad, it actually helps him out a whole lot more. So, that hey, that seems works. to be the case going forward, especially against the Cardinals. We're going to have tight ends on waiver wire when we return. And mom and dad won't be fighting because mom's in charge. Here on the show, Wait, it's not the very show, but I guess yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing the gritty whenever he does something because he wasn't doing so great early on, and I am telling people to.
0: I don't believe that. Or, I do not believe that at all.
4: When the player you told your bf to draft has another epic play, so got a gritty or Irish dance. Why are my arms so long?
1: <laughs>
0: Here's Gasicki doing the gritty.
3: He's I, like ski jumping.
0: I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I, Okay.
3: Yeah. That's not a gritty. All right.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. That, okay.
3: Three, I deser- brutal, gritties. Right. I Three brutal gritties. Three brutal gritties there,
4: Connor. Gritty. That is... Zach Wilson had the best one of everybody. Sorry, yeah. guys.
0: It's, yeah. uh, it's yeah. fantastic. It's, it's quite
3: difficult on the old the knees, price. you know.
0: Yeah, don't mention up. Don't mention Zach Wilson. Julie just called herself a mom before the break. I'm just saying. You did. <laughs> hey, real quickly, tight ends. If you need a tight end. Taysom Hill, who qualifies as a tight end. He, he played less snaps. You're not going to get the kind of game he did, but he does have 228 rushing yards on the season, plays the Bengals. He's going to face Hayden Hurst, who, by the way, has scored now in back-to-back games, has seven targets, three or five games. He's available in 70% of leagues. And then Hunter Henry on this revamped Patriots team is starting to get season high in target share and yards in Week 5. For Connor Rogers and Julie Stewart-Binks, I'm Matthew Berry. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. We'll see you tomorrow in the happy hour. Peace out.